Welcome to Twin Talk. This is Joy, and I'm here with my sister Angie. And if you did not recognize that song, you must be under the age of what would you say, Angie? Um, I would say if you're 30 or under, maybe. Yeah. Or not 20, maybe 20 or younger. Yeah, I don't I'm know. thinking <clears throat> that's a very popular song, but younger people may not know it. Of course. Yeah, especially if you're not a, well, I say country fan, but... But we'll probably get into that a little bit later. Yeah, he's not necessarily, uh, you know, people think of him as country, but he's there's a lot of people who right. like him who are not country We are going to talk about his mass appeal, mm-hmm. how even though he has a very country sound, he is popular all over the world. Mm-hmm. So today, our, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, it's a real short book. I don't even know if you, I guess you'd call it a book. It's, it's really, it was an audible original. And um, it's very short. I forgot to write down how long it was. What was it? Maybe three or four hours tops? Yeah, pro- I don't. It's been a while since I listened to it, but it. I'm guessing about three or four hours. I don't remember. Okay, and I guess we. And I honestly, I don't even know if this comes in book form. But this is something mm. that needs to be listened to, because yeah. it's like a documentary style, and they're going to be interviewing people that knew Johnny Cash and uh, people who like his last surviving band member, they have, you know, they interviewed him. Mm -hmm. But you know, to me, it wasn't so much about Johnny Cash. I know it was more about, I mean, won't you go ahead and tell him the uh, name? Yeah, Uh, it was more about, now why am I drawing a blank right here? Glenn Shirley. mm -hmm. You're going to find that it is about Johnny Cash, but Mm -hmm. it focuses on his relationship with this guy named Glenn Shirley, who Mm -hmm. we're going to get into. Well, anyway, this is how it's kind of like a little mini documentary that was recorded for it's an audible for as an audible original for audible mm-hmm. okay so here's the opening of the it says this is the story of one of the greatest records ever made johnny cash at folsom prison and its shocking and tra- tragic aftermath join award-winning journalist danny robbins on the 50th anniversary of the album as he takes you on a road trip back to 1968. And I just really love the little background music they do there. And they get you, it's real suspenseful. And I just <laughs> love how they do it. We also need to mention, well, first of all, we had a preacher named Danny Robbins. Yeah, every time I hear his name, I automatically think of our old preacher. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's a great guy. And I really do like him and respect him a lot. So when I saw Danny Robbins, I was like, oh. But this guy's name is uh, spelled a little differently, I think, than our Danny Robbins. But he's British. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was really surprised. Yeah, that it was a British journalist that actually um, narrated the story and yeah. did the research. And so everything. it's really cool if you like British accents. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It, that's part <laughs> of the fun of listening to this. Yeah, to me. It, but did you not just feel kind of almost a disconnect? Um, that we're listening and we're talking to one of our most famous icons of our time. Yeah, but talking listen, about. But them. we're we're listening to his story through. The eyes of a British, uh, a British person. Yeah, it was different, but I also yeah. thought it was cool that you've got someone across the pond, as they say. Yeah, that was just as interested in yeah. the story as and grew we up are. Listening mm-hmm. to him as a teenager and brought his coworker or buddy or whoever it was, and they flew all the way over from England and mm-hmm. went to Nashville, and it just shows his worldwide appeal. Yeah, and yeah, that's true. 
But um, what? Okay, so what comes to your mind when I say the name Johnny Cash? Okay, well, until you, you know, until I saw this question was going to be part of the show, I had never really thought about that before. And then the more I thought about it, and the more I started just writing, jotting, jotting down notes about my connections to Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I have been heavily heavily influenced by Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. So just a few of the things, you know, I just kind of did a little brainstorming. Um, I wrote, uh, well, first of all, first and foremost, we grew up listening to his songs yes. and he was born in Arkansas. And I think our dad must have really liked him because he has so many Johnny Cash albums. Yes. And um, I can remember dad trying to sing Johnny Cash songs. He do his voice <laughs> the, real low. And it blows, that low uh, bass. Yes, yeah. he would do a real low bass voice. And I remember him like kind of mimicking Johnny Cash mm-hmm. and singing some of his songs like while he would be cooking or something. Well, the, out, the, the introduction music that we just played just so happened. So that's actually a record player. We're in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got my record player set up next to us. And that's one of Daddy's old records that I just played. Oh, okay. Yeah, so awesome. that was one of his. Um, Okay, but this is what, it never really occurred to me when you, you know, you're like, what comes to your mind when I say Johnny Cash? Um, My husband, so Corby, he really, really likes Johnny Cash. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been in the truck, we've been on a trip somewhere, and I felt like a prisoner at the mercy of him, (laughs) at Corby's mercy. You know, know how he is, he's just Mm -hmm. always, listen to this song, listen to this, and you're almost like a prisoner. And I can't tell you how many of those times it was that he was making me listen to a Johnny Cash song. Right. He especially likes the song A Boy Named Sue. (laughs) A Boy Named Sue. Um, He likes I Walk the Line. And... um, I, I, at one time, this is funny, that was his ringtone for me. Right. Whenever I would call him on the phone, <laughs> I Walk the Line would play. Right. And then he especially likes the song, uh, Were You There? Which It's a gospel song. Gospel song, song mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. just think, I know, when we when I, when I we agreed to do this podcast about uh, Folsom Untold, I thought, okay, what do I know about Johnny Cash? Well, I know he's from Arkansas, which, you know, of course we're from Arkansas, so we have that connection. I I know what I know from the movie, Walk the Line, which we're going to talk about the movie. I know he always dressed in black. I know he, I knew he had a drug problem, and of course I knew he married June Carter Cash. But other than that, I did learn quite a bit about him. My, I think the main thing I've learned about him is through the movie. Mm-hmm. But I did learn more by re- listening to Folsom Untold. And I think this is cool. I don't know if other people think this is cool. But I uh, went to college with a girl. And it just so happened that she lived in the next town over. We grew up just like not even 10 miles from each other. And we became friends in college. And then she, after college, she moved to Hendersonville, Tennessee. And got a job as a teacher. Well, she started going to this church, and eventually she got real involved in this church. I don't, I don't know if it was Hendersonville or Nashville, but and she ended up going on a mission trip, I believe, to Africa. Well, guess who else was on the mission trip with her who also attended this church? Who? John Carter Cash. Okay, which is Which is Johnny and June's. It's their only child together. Okay. John Carter Cash is, is their only child, that John only and child okay. together. Okay. And 
it's cool. So they became friends, and she says he's a great guy, and they hung out some. Well, obviously, he's on this mission trip, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so, I, of course, I'm nosy. I start asking her, well, have you been to his house? Yeah, yeah, I went there. I think she's been there a couple times. Mm-hmm. And and, may, and this is where I'm a little confused. I'm going to ask you a trivia question at the end of the show. about It's about who bought Johnny and June's house in Hendersonville. Okay. But I could have swore that Christina told me that John Carter lives in their old house and that Hmm. the recording studio is even still there. And that's what John Carter does. He's like a music producer. I think that's what she said. That would be interesting to know if he lives in their old house. Yeah. Hmm. And well, what's cool too is she got to go to his wedding. He got married in, I think it was Charleston, South Carolina. Mm Mm-hmm. And That's just been within the last few years. Yeah, right? within okay. the last few years. It was either Savannah, Georgia, or Charleston, South Carolina, or somewhere like that. She went to the wedding, and she's like, you want to see some of the pictures? And I'm like, well, heck yeah. You know, <laughs> this is Johnny Cash's son, heck, you know, mm-hmm. and June Carter's son. And um, it was cool in the wedding pictures, and they were just very casual, candid photos. Chris Christopherson was in one of oh, the photos. Oh, Oh, that's awesome. I was like, oh, my gosh, and he... I mean, obviously, he looks older, but I immediately recognized him. Oh, that is so cool. Roseanne Cash was in one of the pictures. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Carlene Carter was in one of them. And I'm going to, we're going to talk about the connection. The connection. Okay, because I'm, I'm having is, a hard time connecting her. She is June's first husband. They had Carlene. June? Is she the one that sings Strawberry Wine? Yes, that's what I was about to give you a hint. Strawberry oh, Okay, can wine. I just real quick say mm-hmm. something that's totally off topic? Go ahead. That song came on the radio the other day, and mm. that's one of my all-time favorite country Me songs. Too. And I almost texted you and said, if there was a, an award for best ever Southern <laughs> country song, I think Strawberry yeah. Wine should win she that ought, yes. award. Yes. And I'm with you. I've always loved Love that song. Love the lyrics. Well, Love the I'm tune. I'm almost sure oh that's Carlene Carter. Yeah. I think And she is. also sings, I fell, I fell in love. I can't remember the tune now. <laughs> that sounded horrible. She had two or three big hits. Matter okay. of I'm fact, I'm just so happy have... that Strawberry Wine came up because I've been wanting to yes. say that to you. But anyway. Okay. Well, I, I agree. I, I, I regress. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a cassette tape. I'm almost sure of Carlene Carter mm-hmm. uh, when she was kind of more popular and it had two or three hits I just kind of wondered if that was just a one hit wonder I didn't know she no, had any other she hits she had um, two or three hits okay. I know she had that I fell in love strawberry wine and there's one more I cannot I'm sure there's mm-hmm. more I just can't think of them okay hmm. the family tree gets kind of confusing we're going to talk about that I okay. forgot to put that on the outline but okay. uh, we are going to talk about the family tree because Johnny had lots of stepkids and hmm. we're going to talk and then of course uh, June had lots of stepkids, and we're going to talk about that. But anyway, okay. anyway, so I just think it's so cool that Christina has been to the house. Yeah, she was rubbing shoulders with Christopherson. Yeah, I mean, she's running shoulder, uh, shoulders with with country royalty. Seriously. And here's what's crazy: Christina doesn't even like country music. Oh, she or I don't think so. Christina, yeah. if you ever listen to this, just correct me if I'm wrong. But if I remember correctly, she doesn't yeah. even like country music. Yeah, I'm like here she is, like rubbing shoulders. Like you I know, said, it's but... funny because I love most country music mm-hmm. but when people tell me they don't like it i get it i'm not mm-hmm. one of these people that just has to sit there and defend yeah. it you oh know? i get it too yeah it's i'm like i can everybody. see why it's not for everybody yeah well here's another thing i want to bring up is what's so interesting about johnny cash to me is 
people who usually don't like country music mm-hmm. will sit there. They like Johnny Cash, and they'll mm-hmm. sit there and listen to a Johnny Cash song. My husband is example A. Really? He does not like country music. I can't believe we're married, but, you know, <laughs> anyway, and I knew that going into it. But anyway. Well, and they bring that out in this story mm-hmm. uh, about um, Folsom, um, Folsom Prison Blues album. Um how it had the appeal wasn't just to country that because it's one of the better selling records of all time right. from what i under, what understand mm-hmm. and they said it appealed really to people who love folk music and even rock people who like rock music it was it's all kinds of people well that's what i was gonna say is i know several people who hate country mm-hmm. music but like my I husband think they like the message he, he Maybe. just, his, you know, he always has a message, you know. A I don't lot, know, a lot though, because, like, my husband, mm-hmm. he'll sit and listen to, like, Ring of Fire or something. Yeah. And he actually, like, I don't know if it's the message. I think he just likes the well, song. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm thinking more too but later But, yeah, any time I've mentioned Johnny Cash, he's like, yeah, yeah, my grandma listened to him. I actually mm-hmm. like him. Wow. It seems like he appeals to yeah. a lot of men who may not necessarily like country music. He's so different. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, do you consider yourself a Johnny Cash fan? You know, not really. And um, I felt kind of bad. Um, I feel kind of bad saying that, right? But and I and I think I, I really thought about why am I not a fan, and the it really all boils down to this. I like songs that you can sing along with, mm-hmm. and most of his songs, it's like he's telling a story. Mm-hmm. They're not sing songy, you know. That's what I mean? true. He has a lot of songs that just tell stories. You're right. Yeah, so he's very creative, and I do like the songs that are creative. But I like songs you can just really belt out and sing along with. Yeah. Now, okay, and I will say this, Jackson. Yeah, I do love the song Jackson. We got married in a fever, whatever. And so that (laughs) reminds me of vacations with our parents when we were teens. Yeah, and I liked the song uh, "Folsom Prison Blues." And 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 I thought, how many people? That's if you think about it, that song probably is one of the most famous uh, lines of an opening song of any song. And I even Mm -hmm. wrote down the beginning of "Folsom Prison Blues." Yeah, go ahead. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I mean, the minute you hear those lines, yes. you know that's Johnny Cash. Yeah, that is super, uber-famous mm-hmm. opening yeah. line. I mean, mm-hmm. who's lines. never heard that song? Well, people under well, 20, maybe, or yeah. 25, yeah. I don't know. I guess. Um, well, and I'm the same way. I feel bad saying I'm not... Okay, so I think Johnny Cash was cool. He had that cool image. Oh my gosh, you know, he's married to one of the Carters, who they're legends in country music, and he just made such a name for himself. But I can't, it's not like I would get on my playlist on my phone, mm-hmm. and, and I have a bunch of Johnny Cash songs on there. Mm-hmm. But like when you were playing Ring of Fire a while ago, I was want, I was wanting to sing along to that. Mm-hmm. So he does have some really catchy tunes, he's had some major hits. So if somebody sat there and put them on, I, I would mm-hmm. enjoy it, I'd listen you to know, it. You um, know, just a... Just this, just a FYI. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but a long time ago, I don't know, I don't know where I heard this, but uh, that Ring of Fire song, and you know, at the beginning, you hear, you hear those, yes, they the call trumpets. them Mexican trumpets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that um, he was working on that song and he just couldn't quite get it right. Mm-hmm. And they said he had a dream, and in his dream, he heard these trumpets mm-hmm. and they added them to the song. I must have read the same thing you did yeah. or heard it I, i'm with uh, you i don't remember where i heard it right. or where i read it but that's just that's what i now who knows if that's true but i read that somewhere i did too that it he talked dreamed about how he dreamed that he and heard he trumpets like, yes that's 
uh, that's the answer. And he yeah. t- and then, then when they tried it in the studio, they're like, it was like magic. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's just the most unforgettable song. I mean, yeah. it, it's so unique. Yeah. Who would have ever thought to put those trumpets with like, you're right, with the Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they call them Mexican sound. trumpets. Yeah. I'm not sure. Who would have ever thought in a million years to put that mm-hmm. in a country music song? Mm-hmm. But man, it worked. And man, like we played that at the opening and it's so recognizable. Right. Okay, so did you know anything about the story behind uh, Folsom Prison Blues before listening to this audiobook? No, I, I had, of course, I, I've always heard, you know, I've always known Johnny Cash made a live record at Folsom Prison. prison. Mm-hmm. And I was always, always very curious, like, wow, what was that like? And so when you told me about this um story and now to read it i was actually kind of excited because mm-hmm. i've always been curious about what was that experience like See, i never thought about it oh i did i always thought you're in there with a bunch of hardened criminals you're doing a live concert mm-hmm. and yeah i've always been curious but um isn't it isn't it even called the untold story like yeah, no one's really this ever is called Folsom untold yeah and i think it might say in the subtitle the untold story so of- I mean, honestly, I don't know that anyone else has ever told this story until now. No, and I never really thought about it, but um, Sorry, I'm not. basically, the you know, I always have suggestions come up on my Audible. Since you read this, you might like this, but this was one of the freebies. Mm-hmm. Once again, Audible reps, still waiting for your call. But anyway, <laughs> um, it, it was... We're acting like you don't know we're here. Yeah. <laughs> free advertising, people. But anyway, it came up as it was... Um, it was one of the free ones. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Untold story of Folsom Prison Blues album. Johnny Cash. That might be good. Me, personally, because uh, I'm going to ask you now the overall impression of the book. I thought it was very interesting. I didn't want to quit listening. Like, I think I sat and listened to it in, like, one or two settings. I just thought it was fascinating mm-hmm. and super interesting. And it was one of my freebies that month. So, that yeah. was just like icing on the cake you know Corby and I went somewhere I'm guessing to a ball a ball game a baseball game because we're always having to travel far and uh the whole way there I told him about this okay that's that's how much I enjoyed it okay good so you did like it um I thought it was very interesting um it did kind of make me question prison reform and Mm -hmm. we'll get into that I'm sure so I guess we should tell the (laughs) listeners um so basically um he wanted to produce Okay, because he, um, he, oh my goodness, see, I'm fumbling here, but he really wanted to pr- go and do concerts in prisons. He didn't really have any backers, and there was a man, and now I can't remember his name, he was kind of like a renegade, took chances where nobody else would, and he finally... I don't know if I'm nitpicking here mm-hmm. or not, but I don't know that he wanted to necessarily in prisons, but maybe just just at least or, one. Or at least cut one. Cut one. And, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like he wanted to start doing tours of prisons. Well... Or, that's, or is that the impression you got? Yeah, I think you're right. I think he just wanted to cut one major album yeah. live. I think he wanted to do prison. something that had never been done, yeah. and, and nobody would go for it. Nobody and he had was, the song, was Folsom Prison Blue, so it had to be done at Folsom Prison. Yes, yeah. yeah. But... Um, 
and he had played prisons before and he said he just felt this connection like this mm. energy back and forth between him and the prisoners but anyway so he kept trying to pitch this idea hey i've got this song Folsom prison i want to do it live in the prison but there were no takers mm-hmm. like at the time he was unstable well someone even told him that will be the end of your music career mm-hmm. if you do that yeah it's almost like oh he's saying that that's, 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 that was a certain that that's, that's a certain death C- to your career, career. suicide mm-hmm. yeah you're right because it would look like he he was hanging out with criminals and yeah, they thought the public would be like, oh, the the, the public would not. Uh, yes, like he's condoning not their behavior yeah, or something. Yeah. Well, it actually was the opposite. Well, it uh, kind of made him look more sympathetic. And I cool. can't remember exactly how they worded it, but they just thought that the public would not like it. Yeah. Well, long story short, he finally gets this man. God, I wish I'd written his name down to to produce the album and okay and back it financially and all that good stuff. And they go to Folsom Prison, and mm-hmm. it's very high security. Um, there was nerves were high, stress was high. Mm-hmm. Uh, they and um, some people were a little fearful. I mean, they're in there. They've got guards all around. They're in this huge cafeteria, and I think he's going to do what two concerts, mm-hmm. like one in the morning, one in the afternoon. But they're in this huge cafeteria area. They've got. I don't know how well, many hundreds and they of had, uh, and I remember they said there were guards that stood around the top yes, that had it was rifles. A two level. Yeah, they were on the so the guards were on the second level with their rifles drawn, pointing yes. at the men. They had their rifles drawn, yeah. aimed at the men. You got but, Johnny on the stage, and of course his dad was sitting among the prisoners, like on the front row, wasn't mm-hmm, he? Mm-hmm. June was up there, mm. and like of course. Just some people in his entourage and, and mm-hmm. in the interviews, they were saying, yeah, were y'all worried? Were you scared? And they're like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if one prisoner, like if a fight had broken mm-hmm. out, because the guards had been told, if anything happens, just mm-hmm. shoot to kill. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, when they interviewed a guard who actually w- uh, had worked at that prison for 30 years or more, mm-hmm. he said that the prisoners knew what a privilege it was they were getting to see this concert Mm -hmm. and he said they all knew very well that if they uh did anything wrong that the other prisoners would be so mad at them you know for because they knew they'd all be sent back to their cells they wouldn't get any more privileges so they knew they were more scared of the other prisoners getting mad at them for making a disruption than they were being shot yes for the guards so i thought that was the mentality yeah so what had happened though prior? I guess I need to backtrack a little mm-hmm. bit. There's a prisoner, and his name's Glenn Shirley, and he's a musician. He plays the guitar. He writes songs, and apparently he was very talented. Mm-hmm. And somehow they make a recording of him singing the song he had written about a church at Folsom, mm-hmm. and um, somehow uh, he gets that recording to a guard. And the guard gets the recording to Johnny Cash. And that's a whole other story. Yeah, they say it was smuggled out of the prison. And to this day, no one knows exactly what the chain was. Yes, nobody yeah. knows exactly who handed off the tape to mm-hmm. whom. It, obviously, it was against the rules. But the long story short is this song ended up in Johnny Cash's hands. Wasn't it like the like night the, It was the before? day or not before. Mm-hmm. It was super short notice. I'm going to say it was the mm-hmm. night before. Yeah. Johnny Cash listens to it and says, wow, this guy is good. And this song is good. And like he and his band had to practice it and learn it. Yeah, they said they like stayed the up all night. Before. They said yeah. they stayed up half the night learning the song because mm-hmm. they wanted to surprise mm-hmm. Shirley, Glenn Shirley, the next day and sing it. And Glenn Shirley had no idea. Right. They were gonna that they even had that he didn't know they had it in their yes. possession. The tape. So here we have 
it's high stress, high energy. You, you, I could just almost imagine the tension with all the prisoners there and the the guards with their guns and the live music. And now, yeah, does Johnny open up the concert with it, or does he just do it no. towards the middle of it? I can't remember. Uh, just real quickly to go back to what you're just saying about the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like the atmosphere was electric. Just yes, that's what like, I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. I just... um, though, no, though, if now it's been a while since I listened to it, but it almost seems like it was somewhere in the middle of the concert that he said, "Okay, this next one, this next song we're going to sing for you is by one of your very own, Glenn Shirley." Yes, and then. And they said this, the reaction on Shirley's face was they, just priceless. Yes, they said he looked like the proudest, like it was the proudest, most wonderful moment of his life. Yes. And then Johnny Cash even co- had him come up to the stage and he shook his hand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the crowd, you know, yeah, all the Yeah, they said everybody erupted. was really cheering for him. And he was like a superstar. Like mm-hmm. Johnny Cash made him a superstar among the other prisoners at that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. And this is where the story goes, kind of gets crazy, so... Johnny and Glenn Shirley become friends. They start corresponding. And Johnny is like, man, I want this guy to go on tour with me. And wouldn't it be cool, you know? Uh, I want to help him. He John, To Johnny Cash's credit, he really wanted to help this guy. Yeah. Well, he felt like, this is how he looked at him. Here's a guy in prison. Yes, he's done his crime. And to be honest with you, I don't even remember what the crime was. Oh, no. It seems like he, didn't he hold a knife? to? He had some theft... And maybe he'd held a knife to someone's throat. I can't remember I, now. I honestly can't remember. And we need to let the listeners know it's been a while since yeah. we've listened to this. But yeah. but in but. Johnny's eyes, so he, he was able to get hold of Shirley's notebook of writings. And he said, they said in that uh, documentary, they said Johnny and a lot of people that looked at Glenn Shirley's writings and his music said it's some of the they said it was the best collection of written music they had ever seen. Yes, they say. Yeah. Yes, they say this guy really. They said was he really talented. was talented. So in Johnny's mind, it's like we've got this super talented singer songwriter sitting here in prison, and what? How is he benefiting society? Yeah. He's paid his dues, or that's what in Johnny's eyes. He's paid his dues. Why can't he come back out in society and he can be a benefit to society? Mm-hmm. You know. So Johnny goes to bat for prisoners and prison reform. They even go, he and Glenn Shirley even go, he petitions for him to be released. And they even go before Congress, right? About it seems like prison yes. reform. Mm-hmm. And they say Glenn Shirley was articulate and well-spoken and talked from his heart. And he was released. He actually got out of prison. But here's the problem. He had mental problems. He had a drinking problem. He started drinking, like major drinking, you know. Um. So, yeah. So you just real quickly. So you you we were going to talk about the most surprising part of the book. Yeah. And I just want to mention this here because because you're talking about him going to the Senate for prison reform. Yes. Uh-huh. Um. So what I wrote for the most surprising part of the book was when Johnny met Ronald Reagan. Okay. Okay, so when he, before his, right before he did the record, the live record, he met Ronald Reagan in California. Oh, yeah, Ronald Reagan was the governor and just, he, he was, was the governor. The area, so and he just went They to, just, it kind of seemed like a chance meeting, but because he had met Reagan and he found out, I guess Reagan maybe was a fan, mm-hmm. that was a key that, you know, it's kind of like that was a link. And yeah. so after that, I think that ha- helped him to have Yeah, it was almost Shirley providential. Part- yes, yes. Because at the time they went to get him pardoned, mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan was no longer governor. 
or had he become, or he was still governor. He was governor, so I, I guess he still had the ability yeah. to pardon Shirley. Yeah, so he had the ability to pardon Shirley, and the fact that they had already met kind of opened the doorway because they mm-hmm. had already met. Right, and I just wanted to mention that Yeah, before. that's a good point because I'm kind of going off script here, uh, but that is a good point. Uh, but back to Glenn Shirley, he has some mental ill. He has some mental illness, I do believe, going on. Mm-hmm. He has problems with um, alcohol, I believe. Yeah, and you know when you have someone, he's been in prison. Hadn't he had been in prison like fifteen or twenty years at this point? I think so. It was almost like his. Yeah, it was just. I think. I think they said most of his adult life. Yes, and basically the point the book made, and I, this isn't. The, I've heard this about other situations too, but. When you're told when to get up, when to go to bed, when to go to the bathroom, when to eat for 20 years. I just keep thinking Shawshank Redemption. That's exactly (laughs) why I was just thinking that when the prisoners would get released and they didn't know what to do. Yeah, Like like when Morgan Freeman says, boss, got to pee. And he's like, he comes over, you don't have to ask every time you got to go take a pee. Yeah. But yeah. it's true. You've been you've been trained for so long. They almost find comfort in that structure. Mm-hmm. And here he is out of jail. He's on the road touring with Johnny Cash, and he no longer has that structure. And he has mm-hmm. lots of freedom to drink. And uh, the stories I just feel have... like just a lot of the stories they told about him mm-hmm. once he was out of prison. I just feel like he was just one of these people that that was he just had a criminal nature. Yes, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's what earlier when I said I kind of question prison reform Mm -hmm. trust me i get it i do think there's some people that could be reformed Mm -hmm. but there's also some people that i'm just not so sure can be reformed and i think glenn shirley may be one of them i just think he needed uh mental help i think he needed like and they probably tried to get that but just throwing him you know and he's so used to being out of the spotlight and enclosed and basically in a cage and then you throw him in front of thousands of people and singing Mm -hmm. and on the road it's just too much it's just like a shock to the system and he just couldn't handle it yeah i don't think he was emotionally ready for that he was not and i know that's the that's the paradox like well i don't know if that's the right word but johnny cash thinks the very thing that johnny thinks he's doing to help this guy is really the worst thing he probably could have done but he had no way of knowing that and people are probably sitting here listening going well He's like, how could that be the worst thing? Well, they don't haven't heard the ending yet. Oh, right. right. So he it gets worse. <laughs> yeah. So Glenn Shirley, he just can't handle. He wants. He needs structure, mm-hmm. and he can't handle this lifestyle. And he style, and he just starts drinking heavily. He's missing concert dates. And doesn't he abuse his wife? Um, um, yeah, I, it seems like he they might, said that they were always getting police. The police were yes. constantly getting called to her he, house. Yes, he did end up marrying it was like Johnny violence. Cash's secretary. Maybe I don't remember who it was. Somehow she was connected with Johnny Cash's mm-hmm. career hmm. but yeah she had a son and the son said he was he said Glenn Shirley was a great guy when he was sober but when he was drunk he was scared he never mm-hmm. he never knew that little boy said he never knew when he got home mm-hmm. what he was gonna find yeah, wh- what because I think Glenn Shirley didn't they say they think he might have been bipolar like one mm-hmm. day and he was paranoid and one day mm-hmm. That boy he had like model cars or model airplanes or something, and Glenn Shirley was taking them all apart because he said aliens had hidden devices. Yeah, or the, it was something crazy like the government or aliens had hid something in his little model cars, and he tore them all apart. Yeah, he definitely had some paranoia yeah, going on. Yeah, so he wasn't trying to be mean to the little boy, but he was paranoid. So mm-hmm. there's definitely some mental health issues there. So then I guess we should go ahead and tell. Um, he ends up committing suicide. Yeah. And that's just tragic. And I know. And, and before he did that, uh, he and Johnny kind of had a falling out, which I understand. Johnny's 
kind of put his name on the line. Mm-hmm. He's gone to bat for this guy, and here this guy is not really taking full advantage of, you know, be he could be the superstar, but once again, that it's just that wasn't him. That's not what he. Well, really and wanted. it was also Johnny Cash had a couple of band members that kept coming to Johnny, accusing Shirley of things, and there's some dispute on whether that was right or not. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. So it has a tragic ending. But yeah, they had a had a little falling out. But I know it really hurt mm-hmm. June and Johnny when he killed himself because they had done so much to try to yes. help him and turn his life around. So to their credit, they did. I feel yes. like Johnny and June did like they, everything. They, they definitely could. had his uh, best interest at heart. Yes, they had a, they had best intentions. That, mm-hmm. But I, I just felt like they did everything they could do. But I just don't know that the ending could have been avoided mm-hmm. because he did deal with such depression and mental issues. So. Yeah. And they did interview Glenn Shirley's daughter in the book, and mm-hmm. I just felt so sorry for her. Just. She's proud of her dad, you know, how talented he was, but she also lost him to suicide, and I just think that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what was the most surprising part of the book to you? Um, well, Other than him getting to meet Ronald meeting Reagan. Meeting Ronald Reagan, and, um, and then the fact when they said no one really applauded when he's saying, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Yes, yes. Apparently the whoops and the hollering were edited in. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, that is one of the most, you know, it kind of makes these prisoners look vicious and they're out for blood. Yeah, when he says, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Yeah, and on the actual record, you'll hear men going, woo, woo. Yeah, woo. It's like they all just go crazy. But, yeah, I read the same thing Mm -hmm. that when some people, some producers. Somebody went back and found the original audio and they found a piece of. Uh, there's something to do with the, in they the tape. They the tape they, together. They, they could or, see where it had been edited. Yes, they said the original did not have that reaction, but they edited in the the hoops and the hollers. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh! So one of the most probably recognizable moments in musical history yeah. may have been edited. Uh. I don't know. I, I know. I have to say, I lost all faith in humanity after I heard that. I know. <laughs> no. It's all downhill from there. Yeah. We know that's edited. Oh, but well. it also kind of makes you think, oh, okay, so those prisoners. Yeah, it kind of made me feel better in a way. Yeah, thinking they're, like not they're not all cheering that line. Cheering that he shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Yeah. yeah so. That's pretty cold-hearted. Yeah. Okay, so um, last thoughts on Glenn Shirley. I, I basically just put that uh, he's very talented, but has a had a criminal nature and i'm guessing he had a bad childhood because don't oh they, don't i they definitely all. think he had a bad childhood mm-hmm. so what is it about johnny cash why is he still so famous today um well for some reason he just appeals to a really broad spectrum of people i mean that it could be country uh folklore uh you know in folk music i'm sorry yeah. folk music and i think anyone who stands for human rights likes him because he's just all he's been a very big human rights and who can't love a man with a deep voice and wears oh, all black and I wears mean, black. yeah Heck i mean yeah. yeah i mean you know it's like he really was a symbol mm-hmm. he was a symbol like i'm gonna always wear black until there's world peace which yes is never gonna happen but you know but people can identify with that yes yeah i agree he just has the universal message of um yeah helping everybody and he's got that really unique voice really unique image and I just think he's going to be famous for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So can you guess what the book rating um, phrase is going to be? 
I haven't even thought about it. How many? I don't know. Folsom prisons? <laughs> How many Folsom prisons? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm not even close. I'll give you a hint. Okay. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> We played it at the beginning of our podcast. Oh, uh, burning ring of fire. How many ring of fire? Oh, aren't you clever? Oh, I'm clever. How many rings of fire are um, you going to give? Okay. This, I'm going to call it a bookumentary. Big bookumentary. Yeah, that's a new yeah, word. Is that a yeah, word? I'm yeah. going to give it. Yeah, because it was, it was, to me, it was like a document. I think it yeah, was a it documentary. Yeah, it was basically a documentary. It was a documentary. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Okay, how, how many, many rings of fire? Um, I, I'm gonna give it um three and a half okay. rings of fire. I mean, it was it was pretty good, but I wasn't just, you know, blown away. I wasn't just blown away by it. No. Okay, I'm gonna give it four because, okay. like I said, I sat and listened to it, and I don't remember it was one or two settings. I I was, I was soaking it up. I just thought everything mm-hmm. they said was so interesting. Yeah, and and once again, a lot of times. It depends on what I'm doing in my mood. If I, mm-hmm. if I if I were to listen to that again next week, I might give it five. Right. But at the time, for some reason, I was like, this is good, but probably about a three and a half for okay. me. Okay, we are going to talk briefly about the movie. Yay, because uh, I love the movie. I know. We both love the movie. It's called Walk the Line. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, Joaquin Phoenix plays Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. and uh, Reese Witherspoon plays June Carter. And uh, what? Tell me, what did you think about Walk the Line? Okay, so in my opinion, my my humble opinion, I think it's one of the best screen depictions of a country music star I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I um, the casting was really really good. Okay, you already mentioned Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, he was nominated for Best Actor for Academy Award for that. Mm-hmm. And Reese Witherspoon did she? Did he win? Uh, no. Uh, but it also happened that the same year, and I wish I'd have written it down, but it was another movie that was out. And, and if you heard who won that year, you'd be like, oh. Okay. It was a really big movie with a really big actor, right. and I can't remember who it was. But anyway, um, Reese Witherspoon, I thought she seemed very authentic. Now, I don't think physically, I don't think her and June Carter are alike. No. But, but I thought she captured her essence. But she captured her mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to share a real quick memory. So, I don't know if you remember this, but we all, our whole family went and saw this at the movie theater. Do you yes, remember that? Yes, I remember. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's very rare. It's matter of fact, it's the only memory I have of our mom, dad, our dad, you, me, Jeannie. I think Corby was there. I think Mark, Jeannie's husband, Mark. Yeah. I remember there was a Corby. bunch of us in the movie theater was packed but my memory that i want to share it's so funny is we were leaving the theater and there were two young movie ushers standing as everyone was walking Mm -hmm. out and i heard one of them say who is this about and the other kid goes johnny cash and the other kid goes i don't get it why Mm -hmm. is they were saying why why is and and what's the big deal what's the big deal and the other kid goes he goes, it's been like this every night. Mm-hmm. So they just couldn't I believe. I was talking about that. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't believe that uh, a country music center was drawing these huge crowds and it was packing movie theaters every night. Yes. So I, I was just laughing So I thought yeah. that was funny. It did. I remember. And I just thought it's probably one of my favorite movies. I just thought. And, I, and we both just read Whiskey in a Teacup by Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. And she talks about how Dolly Parton helped her prepare for the role. Yeah, I was going to mention uh, that. I'm glad you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just thought they both did an outstanding job, and it's just such a good movie. 
Yeah, um, I mean, she... Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm, uh, I'm really glad they picked Reese Witherspoon because I think she took the part very seriously and she, she gave it a lot of... Um, she gave June a lot of... Um, she really put a personality. Like, you know, yes. if you didn't know her... And, you know, people who saw her at the Grand Ole Opry have heard stories. She was... They always say she wasn't the most talented Carter mm-hmm. sister, but she She's, was the funniest and yeah, the she most was entertaining. Funny, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, help me. What word am I looking for? She, she, June Carter was a. From what I understand, you know, they were a very religious family. Yeah, but uh, so she had a lot of uh, heart. She, she was very uh, moral. Mm-hmm. I know there's a word I'm trying to think, but anyway, I just felt like um, Reese Witherspoon put a uh, gave her a lot of respect to her yeah. portrayal credibility uh, maybe yeah, I, don't I don't know, know where I'm, I'm not sure what I, you're just, looking for uh, she's she portrayed a really good person she helped bring her good qualities out okay I don't, and i know i'm saying that wrong but anyway well um we have really mainly focused on johnny cash and glenn shirley and that's what this book really does focus on but Going to June Carter, which if you're not familiar with country music, June Carter was from the Carter family. They were a family of musicians who, they're kind of like legends, I guess, mm-hmm. in like country music in the early days. Yeah, in the early days, they were like, it had been before our time, mm-hmm. but apparently they were very well known. Yes. So anyone that has roots in the beginnings of country music mm-hmm. n- knew the Carter family. Yes, so they were very, uh, like they're country music royalty. So Johnny mm-hmm. basically car- married into country music royalty. Yeah, yeah. And there is a documentary, it's about the Carter and Cash families called The Winding Stream. And mm-hmm. I have not seen it yet, but I was just going to mention it to you. And maybe one night, if we have some free time, we can pop some popcorn and watch the wine. Oh, stream I would love to. And maybe talk about that on a podcast one day. Oh, I would love to. But is there anything um, I haven't... Oh, one other thing I was going to mention about June Carter Cash. So, I pulled up a picture of the family tree because I get confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Carlene Carter, her first marriage was to Carl Smith. Okay. It seems like he was like a race car driver or something. I could be yeah, way that off. That also reminds me of an old country singer. Yeah, or maybe he was just a musician. Where hmm. am I getting race car driver? I don't know. I need to go do so. for some reason. Race car drivers coming to my mind, but okay. Oh, but yeah, or maybe he's just a musician. We'll find out. <laughs> but anyway, they had. Um, hold on, let me make sure I'm looking at this family tree right. Yeah, they had Carlene Carter. Okay. Okay. Then they got divorced. And she married this Edwin Rip Nix, and they had a girl named Rosie, Rosie Adams. Okay, so that's so they're half sisters from two different guys. Hmm. Her third husband was Johnny. Oh, okay. okay. Johnny, since we know from the movie, was mar- married to Vivian Liberto. And it's funny, I, I never thought about that. this, but we have some Libertos up the road from mm-hmm. where our mom lives. Yeah, wonder if there's a relation. Anyway, they had four kids. They had Roseanne Cash, which. Oh, you you know my all-time favorite Roseanne Cash song, I'm guessing. Um, I do, but I'm going blank. I can't think. Tell me you're trying to heal a seven-year Oh, yeah, that's a great song. Seven-year age. Yeah. I love that yeah, song. Yeah. That, that is one of my all, I think that's one of my all-time favorite yeah, songs. Yeah, it's got such a good vibe to it. I love that love song. It. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Roseanne, and they had Kathleen, Cindy, and Tara. Okay, so when they came together, Johnny had four girls. And June had two from two other marriages. And then, of course, Johnny and June had John Carter. So that's, I'm counting, one, two, three, four, five, six. We're talking seven kids between the two of them. Wow. And then I saw, as I was doing research for this podcast, 
that Roseanne Cash gave the eulogy for June Carter Cash. Now, you got to mm-hmm. remember, Roseanne is June's stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, oh, what's this going to say? Because, you know, a lot of times relationships are rocky between step... Yeah, but even or, in a eulogy, I wouldn't yeah, think Yeah, that's true. You're not going to be trashing your stepmom. Yeah, yeah. But, and I'm not... We don't have time to read it here. It's pretty long. Mm-hmm. But I just want to tell our, our listeners, if you ever... If this is interesting to you and you're interested in, like, the eulogy that was said uh-huh. uh, by uh, Roseanne Cash about her stepmother, June Carter Cash... It is beautiful, and it is amazing, and she just really drives home what a beautiful, amazing human being June Carter Cash was. So here we have June, and she apparently was just always happy, always smiling, which I know, she's human, I know she had her down times, but she was, according to this eulogy, an amazing stepmother, and I just... I can't recommend it. It's from countryliving.com. I think if you just Google a eulogy for June Carter Cash by Roseanne Cash, and it's it was a magazine article in countryliving.com, I highly recommend that people go read that. Okay. It is so moving. She really goes into... Probably just gives you a really mm-hmm. good picture of yes, her. Yes, it gives you really like. good specific examples and an overall view of what an amazing woman she was and what an amazing stepmother she was. Oh, yeah, I would like to... So, I would really like to read yeah, that. Yeah, I just really enjoyed reading that eulogy. Hmm. Um, okay, was there anything else? We do have some trivia yeah but was there anything you want to say before we go to the trivia no not okay not before so i have five questions and then angie looked up five questions and you know i'm competitive so i think we need to do <laughs> whoever gets the most out of five the other one has to what do we want oh definitely has to involve some type of cleaning for the other person oh definitely <laughs> um I hate hmm. cleaning my bathtub. Oh, no, not that. No, but I don't want to do yours either because she has this ginormous bathtub. I Maybe don't... just the chore of our choice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One of us has to help the other one with some chore for like 20 minutes or Okay. Something. Okay, crap. Now I got to win this. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll just go ahead and tell you now. I answered one of the... When I went through the family tree, uh-huh. I just answered one of the trivia questions. So you're oh, about to have a gimme. You're about to have a freebie. But that was kind of confusing. There was so much in that family tree. No, I may not remember when you hear the question, you'll understand that I gave oh, it away. Okay. Oh, well. Crap. I wish I had a backup Too question. Too bad. So sad. Okay, so I shot myself in the foot on that one. Okay, are we ready? I'm ready. Number one. Johnny Cash was a member of which branch of the United States military? Was it Navy, Air Force, Army, I mean, sorry, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, or Um, Coast Guard? I think he was in the Air Force. Do you think or do you know? Um, I know. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) You're right. Don't get so excited. Okay. All right. I'm going to hold one for one. Okay. I got my little finger up in the air. Okay. Okay. Which other outlaw did Johnny Cash share an apartment with temporarily? Oh, was it Waylon Jennings? Oh, man. I I think you'd know that one. Oh, I've I've read that before. Two for two. Okay. After his death in 2003. And see, this is the one I'm confused about because I thought John Carter Cash lived in the family home, but I need to find this out. After his death in 2003, who bought Cash's Hendersonville, Tennessee home? Well, if you don't know. Well, this was according to a website. Oh. I this is just what this website says. Oh, okay. I just wonder. I have no idea, uh, so I'm just going to say John Carter Cash's. I don't know. No, but I will give you a hint. Uh, you can't tell by the way I walk. I'm a woman's man. No oh. 
One of the Bee Gees? Yes. You're kidding me. Barry Gibbs of the oh, Bee Gees. According to this website. That's so odd. I know. Can you be any more different in your musical style? No. I wouldn't even think he would live in the area. I would think he lived in I L.A. Know. or somewhere. Los huh. Angeles. I mean, huh. not, I'm sorry, not Los Angeles. Um, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> Where'd I go, Los Angeles? Okay, so you are two for three. Can you just kind of give me a brief summary of what happened to Johnny in a cave? It's called Nickajack Cave in Tennessee. Oh, Lord. Um, I think what happened was he was like tripping on a drug (laughs) (laughs) and he had some oh and he went out there and and maybe he tried to kill himself but he was having either hallucinations or visions not to kill himself and he and he and from that point on he turned a new leaf am i anywhere close yes really really because it's been a long time since i've yes same here the story i read or actually i think i might have even seen this on some show same deal. He was tripping on some pills or something. Okay. He saw a light, and he followed the light, and it led him to the cave, and he oh. felt like he was about to die. Uh-huh. And he laid down. He said he was just ready to die. He's going to die. But mm-hmm. then he had this revelation from God. Mm-hmm. I can't. I feel like that's the moment he really maybe got saved or had like this moment. Oh, like a conversion. Yes, I almost like, like this okay. was a conversion moment. Because mm-hmm. okay, I'll just read what the website says. Mm-hmm. It says, the story goes... That he went to Nickajack Cave to die while under the influence of drugs. Mm -hmm. While there, he felt God's presence and eventually found his way back out. After Mm -hmm. that experience, he got clean and soon married June Carter Cash. Oh, wow. Now, in the movie, she does... Yeah, she does help him get clean. And I think that's true. I think she does help him sober up and get clean. Mm -hmm. Okay. You hmm. are. Wow. I'm surprised I, I was yeah. even that close. So I do think that's wow. interesting that he had yeah. like this almost conversion yes. experience. I feel like God gave him a second chance. Mm-hmm. I think he probably was on the verge of death. And he probably was. God stepped mm-hmm. in and saved him there. I yeah. do feel like that's cool. And honestly, that's I love the movie, Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted that scene to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such an important, crucial part of his life was that conversion experience in that cave. And they mm-hmm. did not put it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's and I know they can't put everything in there, but yeah. hmm. okay. See, this is the one that you already I put. What number husband was Johnny for June Carter? Oh yeah, see, I wouldn't have known this because mm-hmm. he was her third husband. Mm-hmm. And in and the I gave movie, away a while ago. in mm-hmm. the movie, it was a really big deal that she was divorced. Yes, because that was so taboo it, it was, back then. Yes, and so in my mind, he was her second husband. So when you mm-hmm. read that he was her third, I was really surprised. Yeah, so I totally gave that one away. Yeah. But we're I'm going to give it to you because that was my fault for giving it away. But you mm. you got four for you're four for Ooh, five. I'm already thinking of my chore for tomorrow oh boy okay all right are you ready joy for your five i am ready johnny cash trivia questions i am ready what if we have a tie we'll have to come up with a tiebreaker off the top of our head yeah or just say neither one of us has to do anything that would be better (laughs) okay Okay, go ahead okay number one on both live albums what are the first words out of johnny's mouth hello i'm johnny cash very good. Or is that my name is Johnny? No, it's hello. I'm, I'm Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it perfect. Yeah, very good. Okay, okay. number two. Uh, where was Johnny Cash born? Dias, Arkansas. Okay, I think that might have been a trick question. Cause oh, that's where the cabin was where he picked cotton. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a second chance. Okay. Because my first thought was Dias. Okay, was it Jonesboro? 
It was Kingsland, Arkansas. Oh, so that kind of okay. was a trick question because. But Dias is where. Dias is where he. Uh, picked cotton. He, and he lived as a little boy and yes. on a share. He was there were sharecroppers, I think. And I'll, I'd like to bring this up now. I know we're out in the yeah. trivia, but mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting that his yeah. older brother wanted to be a preacher. And they said that when he, you know, listeners don't know, he caught his hand in a. He's like a, a sawmill. Some, some type of table saw yeah, or something. Yeah, some sort of table saw, and he basically was bleeding to death. But he, they said on his deathbed, he was having visions of heaven. Oh, And okay. he was talking about heaven, and then mm-hmm. Johnny, for the, and that's really influenced Johnny. They said for the rest of his life, he always felt like, Johnny felt like I'm the bad one, he was the good one. He, mm-hmm. he had a really pure soul, and he wanted to be a preacher, and Johnny always, always felt like the survivor. Well, and, and supposedly, even Johnny's dad uh, occasionally would say to him, yes. why was, why did, aren't you oh, the one no, that died? that was in the movie. Yeah, why, why did it have I, to be Jack? Or... I cannot imagine a, a parent being that no. cruel. Mm-mm. If that's true, it's pretty cruel. But, you know, I've heard it several times, which makes me think mm-hmm. there is an element of truth Maybe. I don't know. But I just think it's interesting that Johnny lived with that almost survivor's yeah. guilt, like he was the bad one and his brother was yeah. the good one and it should have been him that died. And I think maybe that's what pushed him and maybe led him to some of the drug abuse. I, oh, I 100% believe yeah. that, that the turmoil he went through in his life was due to the death of his brother yeah. and his, him not being able to accept that the wrong person died. Yeah. In his mind. Yeah. In his mind. But as, yeah. from a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. uh, God saved him. Yeah. And God, he didn't die because God wanted to give him a second chance yeah you know? yeah and he and he was able to give johnny a a purpose in life yes. yeah mm-hmm. now i'm glad you mentioned that but what i thought you were going to say is to let everyone know that's listening is that they have a museum in dias arkansas mm-hmm. now that you can actually go visit the boyhood home of johnny cash yes i saw something out in the middle of nowhere i saw something come across facebook or somewhere where they mm-hmm. were actually taking up donations to restore his actual childhood home oh it's done but yeah well that's what i'm saying that's oh, a long yeah. time ago yeah, yeah so they could do that but yeah as far as i know they've restored the yes. original and there's home. a there's a college nearby that i think is kind of responsible for, responsible for maintaining yes. it mm-hmm. and at this particular i can't think of the name of the college mm-hmm. in arkansas but uh once every year or so they have uh roseanne cash and mm-hmm. uh, other famous singers will come in and do a benefit concert yes, to raise money that. for the yeah for that's the museum. really cool and i would like to go but it's i, I think i looked one day and it's like it's about a six-hour drive for oh, us. This is pretty far. So, yeah, okay. we would have to. It had to be like a, a day or weekend trip for us. Okay. Okay. Um, number three in Cash's song, the one on the right. Where was the one on the right? I don't even know if I know this song. It's like the one on the right was the one on the left, and the one on the left was the one oh, on the right. It's I'm real. Sorry, that silly song. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I have no idea. Okay, so think of in Cash's song, the one on the right. Where was the one on the right? On the left. That's right. Okay. Uh, so like you got a fifty-fifty chance right. if you knew that the song was only says on the right, yes. on the left. Okay. okay. So totally you've got it. okay two right. Okay. How old was Sue when his dad left him? Oh. You know, I'm talking about a boy yes, named Sue. A boy named Sue. How do you? Well, do my that? daddy left home when I was ten, nine. Eight, seven? <laughs> I don't remember. It's got a rhyme with something. Well, my daddy left home when I was ten. Okay, is that your, is that your final answer? answer. Okay, it was three. Oh, he was really he young. He was three, yeah. Okay. okay, and what is Johnny Cash's common nickname? Oh, 
Uh, the man in black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got three out of five. Okay, just take it easy on me. I I'll will. help you do something for 20, 30 minutes. Okay. Maybe help you get your closet. Tell them what happened in your closet. <laughs> oh, so last night I hung up. Okay, well, hold on. First of all, my daughter, you had brought my daughter over here. Angie got some new goats. <laughs> Her husband decided that they needed... Angie didn't get new goats. Oh, yeah. Her husband her, got her new husband goats. Her husband decides that they don't have... You know, they only have chickens and dogs and cats, so they that's not right. enough for old, right. old McDonald's farm. Mm-hmm. So he decides he's going to get... It's two mama goats and three baby goats. Yeah. And they are super cute. Oh, sure. They're cute. But I don't have yeah. to take care of them either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, long story short, Angie's daughter, Cambry, wanted my daughter, Olivia, to come over and play with the goats after school. So Angie brought her over. So anyway, I come over to pick uh, Olivia up after she's played a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And Angie's husband, Corby, standing outside. He goes, uh, Angie needs you in the closet. <laughs> oh, he, oh, no, he goes, go see what Angie needs in the closet. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, knowing our daughters, they always are surprising us with something. You're thinking or, there's someone hi- waiting they, on you to yes, trick they you they or surprise to hide you. And for you to find him. And mm-hmm. he was kind of snickering. So I thought, okay, well, Olivia and Cambria are hiding out in the closet and they're going to try to scare me. So I walk around the corner and I'm just kind of bracing myself because I'm waiting for them to either be hiding or popping out and trying to scare me. (laughs) I walk around the corner and Angie's just standing there with this look on her face of just like exasperation. Mm -hmm. Both, she has a small walk-in closet Mm -hmm. and there is just like a mountain of both of the bars and all the clothes that were hanging on. (laughs) There's like a top bar and a bottom bar, you know, Mm -hmm. like they were all on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so, like, okay. What's, what's, this is what's funny is, you know, I, I, for a month now, I've been, th- I always keep my winter clothes and my summer clothes separate. So I keep, I keep them in like Rubbermaid, whatever the off season is. I keep those in Rubbermaid and whatever I'm wearing now, of course, I keep it in my closet. Well, I didn't do it this year. And I kept telling myself, man, that looks pretty heavy up there. I need to, <laughs> I need to separate them out. So I, I literally, it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. So I literally just hung up a t-shirt and I heard something crack. And I was like, what was that? Okay. Well, the, so, you know, there's the pole, the yeah. bar that holds your hangers mm-hmm. Okay, on the end, just picture two little round plastic things that are screwed into the side yeah, of the closet yeah well one bar. of those i noticed it had cracked and i thought well that doesn't mean anything it wasn't two seconds later <laughs> that little crack in the dam yeah doesn't that, mean anything. yeah the crack in the dam meant everything and yeah. so like with within less than five seconds it broke and as it as the top one fell it fell on the bottom rack and it broke it as it right. went to the ground so she had yeah. like this mountain of clothes yes and i was like sorry i gotta get home and, and get to bed i didn't even <laughs> offer to help you pick well up. it's okay so my husband did what he does with everything in life mm-hmm. he goes to the barn mm-hmm. he cuts a couple of little two by fours up mm-hmm. screws them into the wall and it's fixed. Okay. <laughs> we fix everything with screws and two by fours around here well, and duct tape. You're lucky he's so handy. I <laughs> yeah. Mean, he's a good I mean, husband. honestly, I'm like, he's like, well, it doesn't look too pretty. I was like, I don't care. It right. works. It works. So I don't care. Back up, and it's, it's and back up, and I doubt up. it's ever going to fall again. And it forced me to go through my clothes mm-hmm. and put my winter, uh, my summer clothes and separate. So. Very organized, are we? Yes. I've been See, in, I have mm-hmm. all my stuff mixed together because mm-hmm. I don't have any really. Well, crap, and I don't wear stuff. half of it, but anyway. Yeah. Okay, so we might totally got off the subject there, but I just <laughs> thought that was funny. Um, okay, was there anything else you want to say before we If you don't have anything off? else, mm-hmm. okay, I would like to do a tribute for my husband. Oh, as much oh, as yeah. I, as, uh, people may 
may sound like I don't even like my husband sometimes, but when <laughs> I say things about him, it's in a loving way. Yes, absolutely. You know, so I, so like I said before, how many times have we been prisoners in a car where he's making <laughs> us listen to some corny yes. Red Sovine song or, about truck drivers, yeah, teddy bear, teddy bear, <laughs> um, but or a Smokey and the Bandit song. There is <laughs> one particular Johnny Cash song that he, I would guess, above all okay. other songs, it's his favorite. Okay. And I want to play it, and I would like to end our podcast okay. listening to this. And, and just for those of you who don't know, what you're about to hear is Were You There? It's a gospel song by Johnny Cash. And the woman that you're going to hear, the mm-hmm. woman that you're going to hear her vocals in this is June Carter Cash. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we'll go ahead and sign off, and we'll have that song play us out. So you can either stay and listen to the song, or you can stop now if you're not interested. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time on Twin Talk. Were you there when they crucified my love?